1: What's up everybody and welcome into the Backliners Podcast Agro and Barracuda as per usual, but today we are joined by Barry's beloved teammate um, who he used to cry to me after every single podcast episode: why can't we just have Baskin back? I'd give him my spot, I'd give him my house. Uh you know, the usual things. Baskin, Mm -hmm. I'm sure you hear all the time from him now. Uh it's Baskin joining the show, uh Welcome in. Uh, oh, and I have to let everybody know, of course, right off the rip here, that this episode of the Backliners is sponsored by Factor, Factor Meals. You can get great meals. I'll tell you a little bit about more later on, but just head on over to go.factor75.com Backliners uh, in order to get uh, Backliner 60, I believe. I should have written this one down, fellas. I'm realizing now that I've made a grave mistake. And I am now scrolling on my phone to find it. Here it is. Oh, I got it. I'm so on it. Go.factor75.com slash backliners60 to get 60% off your first box. That's 60 0 Go.factor75.com slash backliners60. Yeah, Wooni, uh, uh, welcome in and welcome back to the SPL. And congratulations, guys, on not your first win, which I incorrectly told the, the prediction people. Uh <laughs> But your second win—it's
0: the felt first. Like it, yeah, I was gonna say it probably felt <laughs> like the first
1: win in a while. You know, it had been—it uh, had been a little bit. Um, yeah. a
0: little bit of a painful journey uh, between the Scarabs and the Warriors sets. So yeah, yeah, we're getting there, and it wasn't the most stress-free time outside of Smite. So <laughs> you know, just uh, crawling our way back, and uh, I mean, we watched back the games and. There's still a lot of mistakes that we're making. (laughs) What? And we played. We lost a game while we played perfectly. Wow! They must have played. Nothing we can do about that game.
1: (laughs) They must have played really well for that game. (laughs) Yeah.
0: uh, So we are not getting better. Uh, We just need to continue defining how we're playing the game. Um, Hmm. Unfortunately, you know, I think we're sometimes a bit lost on what to do at certain points of the game. Unfortunately right uh but uh i think it's it's smoothing out slowly very slowly
1: well there you go i said right by the way not as a uh, right you guys are messing up at a lot of different points in the game it well, I mean, of like, uh, the yeah okay well maybe a little maybe a little bit of that but overall uh certainly good and against a team in the oni warriors that yeah those guys are terrible it, yeah, our,
0: those guys suck. Uh,
1: I was gonna say are great, but apparently are our oh. uh, absolute dog. No, what uh, <laughs> well,
0: I mean, we've beaten him every time, you know, in the normal phase. So right. we kind of knew going into it it'd be an easy dub. We gave him one for false hope, and then mm. you
1: know, <laughs> you just got their number. You know, I, I mm-hmm. suppose that's uh, that's all there is to it. Um, Baskin, for you, what has it been like? Kind of hopping back into the to the swing to the swing of SPL. How's that been for you?
2: Um, it's definitely like I still feel like uh I'm not fully back into the swing, even though it has been some time. Uh, definitely was weird playing Smite again, and also just like scrimming again, and like, that, the weirdest thing for me was like uh calming, mm-hmm. uh, because I'm I, like even though I did it for so long, like I just like wasn't used to like giving and receiving comms and scrims. And uh that was probably like the weirdest thing for me. <laughs> and I was like, especially when I first came back and even still a little now, I was just missing a lot of buttons, but yeah. I'm Barry slowly, I'm still getting back into it. Getting
1: back into it. Barry, you started laughing when he was talking about giving and uh and being ready <laughs> for the comms. What uh any particular uh memory coming to mind there, maybe? No, of course not. <laughs> uh-huh. None <laughs> at all, huh? No ex- yeah, n- nothing to problem. nothing to share, nothing you wanna no, not as we going to do,
0: like, right now, you know.
1: Mm, mm-hmm. But
0: it is it is really funny watching someone, like, as mechanically good as Baskin, like, be confused about, like, what a god does, and have to ask <laughs> us. Like, it's a really, like, humbling experience to, like, witness, he's like, oh yeah, I'm so good at the game, but, like, what's this god do? Like, what what is this interaction? What's that item do? Or, like, oh yeah, today, it was about, like, the attack speed, like what like cap's attack speed it's just it's just funny because i feel like i know those things but then it's like baskin like the god himself is asking you know <laughs> it's just nice you know Has nice to be on this side
1: well i'll say that uh a few weeks ago when baskin was getting ramped up and like starting scrimming and he played a he played a yu huang game in our discord and was streaming oh, it man. and i, and I was like back, <laughs> at one point i realized i was like wait i'm just backseating basket at this point like i'm literally just <laughs> <Yeah>. telling woony what to do and i was like i probably shouldn't do that but it it was like funny cuz i was was that your first yu huang game ever basket i think it was like one of your first or second or something like that
2: yeah it was it was either my first or maybe my second but yeah that ult is super like hard to figure out. Like, or, like, once you play it a decent amount, it's, it's like, you kind of get the feel for it, but, like, when you first, like, start, like, shooting it, it's, it's really weird. It's like, two skill shots in one.
1: Yeah. It was real, it was just like, Woonie would be, insta firing his two like when he could have been charging it for his passive and i was like i could have charged that one for uh, for your <laughs> passive if you wanted to i mean it's fine if you didn't like i'm sure you didn't because otherwise you would have but sorry sir oh yeah i forgot i forgot i could do that but uh <laughs> and, but just like whipping alts and all that kind of stuff but it's uh it, it's been fun and you know i think that certainly uh it has been a i, I don't think that and this is not the uh, part of the podcast where we talk about how basket is God's gift to Smite. That's next week's episode. But, um, really? Well, we can make it. We can make it. Yeah, okay. while, I was mean. this one. Well, all right, well, yeah. you know, he's God's gift to Smite, all that kind of stuff. And there are not many players who would be able to take an extended break and then come back and perform. You know, I know you said it wasn't the level that you want to necessarily quite yet, but still uh, good enough to beat a team who's in contention um, for first place. But, you know, certainly uh, I feel like the the thing that a lot of bolts fans are probably looking for is some uh, some degree of consistency uh do you guys feel like having a big win right before a bye week is a good way to end that that half and be like you know ending it on a positive note or are you kind of sad that you can't carry any momentum uh barry you you seem to be ready to jump on this one (laughs)
0: Any positives or good things for the team. <laughs> how we were
1: struggling. Beggars uh, can't be choosers, yada yada.
0: Yeah, and the king said on Friday, like, we got hard stomped. It felt it like was rough. we didn't even play the game. And then game one of wars happened. I'm like, we're not playing the game again. Let's <laughs> go. And then, like, finally game two and three, we started doing, like, plays on the map. And that is such a breath of fresh air to not watch the other team play smite for 20 minutes while you just like sit there and don't make plays or like the plays you do make are like the most forced awkward plays and you're just like i guess we're here i guess we're doing this so Mm -hmm. um yeah definitely felt good to have like good rotations from everyone around the map and just i mean obviously like our shot calling is being refined for what we want to do on the map but it's definitely getting better and I mean, we're still, like, struggling, obviously, but any any wind in our sails is much appreciated.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Baskin, you feel the same way?
2: Yeah, I I definitely agree. I mean, we, uh, like, we were super happy, like, when we were ending game three, just because, like, I remember I was screaming, like, yay, no more defeat screen or something like that. <laughs> and Ben was, like, I, I couldn't even hear what Ben was saying because he was just yelling, like, a bunch of different things. But, <laughs> yeah, I think um, even though we can't carry the momentum, I think it's just, like good to finally get a win, especially against um. We were, I mean, we were joking about it earlier, but I think o- Onis were first, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, if they would have
1: won that set, they would have finished uh, in first. I forget exactly where they are as a result of that. I'm heading to the standings as we speak. Uh, and that knocked them down to third, but I think they would have had the tiebreaker over the Leviathans, uh, mm-hmm. who ended up finishing first.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they were really hot, so mm-hmm. yeah, definitely a good win to pick up for the confidence and stuff like that.
0: And also, like a lot of our losses were so close before, like the Kings and Dragons sets. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were like right on the cusp, and then the Dragons set happened. I was like, we're not playing Spite, and then the Kings set, up, and I'm like, we're still not playing Spite. So you don't want to be that bottom end team that plays against the top end teams, and it's like, what? What are we even doing? Like, what's mm-hmm. even happening on the map? Like, I feel like nothing's going our way, and then to have that set against the Warriors is just so nice.
1: Yeah, definitely feels like a good way to end it. Um, at least this first half of of phase three, uh, Baskin. I did want to ask you how uh, how our good pal John here has uh, has <laughs> hey. is he any different from the last time you guys teamed together? When was the last time you guys teamed together? It must have been season uh, three, right?
0: Four or five, I think. He was no, a not four. five, right?
2: I, thought I think four.
0: Wait, I think five was when we did the swap with Vin and you went no, to... No, that was four, good, right? That, that was four?
1: That must have been... Five? You went to E-United. Here are just three, like, absolute idiots just trying to figure out, like, just yeah. saying numbers back and forth. No, I think it was seven. Um, No, it was... See, Chad is saying season five... Uh was that really season five too it is crazy how when i was casting i felt like i i could have written a perfect like timeline of a million different things in spl history and i felt like i was so locked in like no one was more locked in than me most of the time and it hasn't even been a year of me not casting and i feel like i forget literally everything i don't have like i don't i don't have ev- i don't have it all together anymore yeah season four united one worlds so and then it was season five. oh
2: yeah uh, and then season five okay
1: right so okay so yeah it was uh, it was season five but yeah getting back to the original question what uh besides being a few years you know just a few years older uh what uh <laughs> is, is barry any different than he was mm. then or, or still pretty much the mm. same
2: I mean well he was in his twenties back then, so I guess that's like a
1: different <laughs> but, He could press uh, his relics on time kind or of Yeah. Stuff. I feel like that's the thing that's really going for me, Bear. I don't know about you, but I feel like my relic usage as I've gotten older has just been absolutely abysmal. Yeah, I feel
0: like I either <laughs> I feel like I'm just becoming more zap and I either press him when I don't need to press him or I press him and I'm just like, why did I press those? Like that was so stupid. Is
1: Zap is Zap older than you?
0: No, he's one year younger. One year younger. Like,
1: oh, I was going to say, maybe yeah. he was just afflicted well, by this all the time, but, you know.
0: I'm protecting Zap in the league right now, I'll have you know. Oh, are you? Uh, once, once I leave, the throne is his, so, <laughs> you know, he's just waiting
1: by.
2: The- Wait, really? Is he the second... Yeah, oldest. yeah, he's got
0: to
1: be right, dude. I always think like when I think about the oldest players in the SPL, I'm always like, okay, Baron Zap for sure, and then like surely it's like Ven, and then I remember that Ven is like super young, but for whatever yeah, reason, younger was, than me. Is he really younger than you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Holy crap, dude, that is wild to me. I don't something about Ven, man. It, it, it's not. I don't mean it as an insult. Uh, it's not about his play. It's just he he brings a he brings a level of maturity, you know. Uh, in some ways well in some yeah. ways yeah, yeah. We're, we'll okay. we'll go with that <laughs> uh, so. but yeah sorry to cut you off for like the fourth time about it baskin uh, besides Barra being old though that is key of course <laughs> yeah Thanks, that's, that's the main thing <laughs> okay fair enough you know just getting um, a little older complain about his back any more. compliment would be nice well just, he doesn't it, it, need to uh, it's only you know okay. don't make anything up baskin if if there's nothing there no please, no. please, please. okay well,
2: <laughs> that is funny that you mentioned the back problems though because uh I remember, like, my first week on the team, or maybe it was the second week, Barrow's having, like, really bad back problems. Uh-huh. And then I also hurt my back around the same time, so I was like, damn, I'm getting old too. I can't rest Barrow anymore. But.
1: <laughs> Baskin, but... this, is a, this is a story about, uh, this is team speak business, so I apologize if you don't want it out there, but I think it's I appropriate know, it's for this time. A couple right. months ago, Barrow, um, I get an urgent call from Meerkat, who is a, a frequenter <laughs> of our Discord, of course, and he goes, hey, man. Baskin has a question for you, and I and I hop on Discord and I'm like, what's up guys? And Baskin and Baskin clearly did not want to ask the question that he had that he had posed to Meerkat. And so Meerkat took the lead and said yeah, Baskin was asking if life is worth living after you turn thirty, or if it's just like not even worth it anymore. Oh, oh, oh no! Oh no! And I informed oh. him that you know, and it's in a lot of ways, it's actually a lot better, uh, except for like the, your back and all. I think so. My, I, I would consider my thirties better than my twenties so far.
0: Uh huh. Um, I mean, you're just. <laughs> You're just older. You're slower. Uh, your muscles are a little tighter. You know, getting uh-huh. up in the morning's a little harder. Damn. Uh, just basically, the difficulty of life is increasing. Yeah, I mean, every it's, year. I'm kind look, of getting
2: conflicting answers here.
1: Yeah, look, another year of light comes out of your eyes, and there's nothing you can do about uh-huh. that. But you know, you also are, are a little bit wiser. You have a little bit more life experience. You are more in mm. tune with yourself. You get to that is true. Understand is true. how you work a little bit better you know all that kind of stuff is is good uh about turning 30 the back stuff and dude i like i uh, i went disc golfing uh two days in a row when my friend was in town over the weekend and my shoulder is like still sore uh yep from <laughs> it and i Turned even your... stretched i stretched you guys Damn. i never stretch i've never stretched, stretched before disc golf? maybe that's why yes i stretched <laughs> before and after because I never Damn. stretch and I was like, I'm going to be too sore if I don't stretch. <laughs> there you go. That's a, Let that be a lesson all you young ones out there. Keep on not stretching. It doesn't work when you, when you stretch.
0: Just tighten your body. Right. But that is that is actually a thing. If you hurt yourself, you'll be feeling it for like two to three days. Every time. Like, if you sleep, like I slept weird. I, I can't remember when it was. It was sometime this year, like January or February. I slept somehow on my side without a pillow, so my neck was just like that, basically. Mm-hmm. Oh good podcast material. Basically my yeah. neck was Sideways. Against my shoulder. Yeah. Right. And uh I had tightness and pain over there for two or maybe three days straight. Yep. And I was like, I can't stretch this out. Like this I'm just permanently gonna be stuck this way. Like <laughs> And then it finally went away. And I was I was just thinking, I was like, I feel like when I was younger that would have gone away like that morning or like that afternoon and then it just stays with you
1: i'm just revealing things uh about people that i know that uh i have not made sure that they're okay with me saying this is a but drama we're, we're, we're already in there <laughs> here's a fun fact about my my dear lovely wife when we first when she first started like staying over at, at my place i was like okay and here's a pillow that you can use and she was like i don't really use pillows I just, like, sleep on the mattress without a without a pillow. And I was like, wait, what? What? I was like, you don't use a, a pillow? And she was like, well, I sleep on my stomach, and it just, like, raises my neck, and it's uncomfortable. So, yeah, I just, like, don't. And she, occasionally I'd, like, walk into my room, and she, like, at night, because she goes to bed way r- earlier than me, and her head would be, like, underneath the pillow because she was so used <laughs> to sleeping on the mattress. And I was like, this is not how other people sleep and now uh she has learned how to use a pillow for everyone who's potentially worried about her but
0: okay yeah i was question marking that in my head but then i realized that i did the exact same thing i would have a pillow there but i would just move it to the side and just lay on the mattress wait how wait uh, it it makes like i would lay on on my stomach stomach. i think oh okay yeah Yeah, that
2: it's actually i think it's actually better for you Uh, no guys you if you're sleeping on your stomach if you're sleeping on
1: your stomach you just rotate the pillow and then it's you put your head like on the top of it and so then it's like kind of going down supporting your neck and kind of like on your chest a little bit you know what i mean yeah but
0: the mattress is supporting my neck
1: well not super well um, barry oh go ahead and try that for me now that you're 30 and give me the results <laughs> next week and in, in your wheelchair <laughs> you, in your neck brace i'm gonna have you're gonna have to stay nice and still in that chair uh i actually yeah. had to wear a neck brace for an extended period of time in high school and that sucked For what? I broke a vertebrae in my neck uh, playing football and backyard football. uh, And I had to wear a neck brace for a few months and it was, uh, or for like a month or something like that. I don't remember exactly how long. It felt like an eternity Uh, and it wasn't, it wasn't great. uh, I'll tell you that much. Definitely not my favorite time, especially because the girl I had a crush on at the time thought it was very funny at lunch. To sit oh, behind no. me and then call my name, and I had to like turn my whole body around, and then she'd be like, "Never mind." And then, and then I'd turn all the way back, and then she'd be like, "Oh, right, Ryan." And then I'd turn all the way around. Anyways, uh, yeah, I'm really funny. glad to be with my wife now. That's a cute um, story. <laughs> it wasn't her. Uh, so, oh, she's uh, she's much cooler. Oh. She's much cooler than, than that girl. Don't 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 worry. And she would only do that the exact same thing because you know she's (laughs) she's funny like that anyways getting back to to some (laughs) (laughs) just keep on digging that's all you gotta do um so you guys get the win on sunday up against the warriors uh i do want to get into the big story of the uh of the weekend though which is of course those roster changes but before i do gotta gotta give you some words from one of our sponsors for today's episode better help you can tell i'm not feeling my best because i didn't have any good transition uh look better help um we've told you about them in the past uh this is a service that helps you find uh, a therapist uh matches you with the type of therapist that you're looking for and it helps because it is very difficult you know with people's schedules and all that kind of stuff and you know, trying to figure out if you want in-person therapy or online therapy and all that kind of stuff. Uh, So it's really nice that BetterHelp uh, allows you to find a therapist and and work on a schedule that works for you. So, oh, I forgot to say that I must say, uh, it's now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. But it's a lot of words. And I don't really love that line because it's a lot, uh, you know, it's not a word. Um, And I've always had a bone to pick with that. But either way, (laughs) um, this... Barry and I talk about it a lot. Uh, I was just talking about how you turn 30 and you get to know yourself a little bit better. You can get a little ahead of the schedule, potentially, if you uh, if you start going to therapy and all that kind of stuff, but in all honesty, uh, we, we are big proponents of that, and BetterHelp is a great service to help make that very difficult process a lot easier. So, when you want to be a better problem solver, uh, therapy can get you there. So visit betterhelp.com slash backliners today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash backliners. Big thanks to BetterHelp for being a part of this week's episode. Okay, yeah. Um, crazy roster change happened this week. Yeah, uh, the kind of, this, of nowhere. kind of out of nowhere. Um, normally these types of things are brewing for a little bit um and you know we hear about you know i get word from someone who got word from someone who got word and, you know there's the whole information network this totally came out of nowhere uh from from my perspective uh but the titans uh decide to part ways with cyclone and they pick up Stuart, leaving the scarabs with some choices to make They end up moving your core over to ADC and picking up Hurwant as their support. And we can talk about how they looked overall here in a minute. But just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on this roster change in general. Um, I guess let's start with the Titans. Uh, Baskin, what do you think this does for the Titans do you do you like this move for them you know where were, are you surprised like whatever you know type of uh perspective you want to give
2: um well I was definitely surprised because well especially because Cyclone is such a good player and Cyclone and Aurora have been teaming together for like years like four years now right something yep. like super long or something season like five yeah. right? Hmm. yeah um I think Stewart's a really good okay I hope he's not watching this but I, <laughs> Stewart's, I, Stewart's a really good individual player so I think like individually, in terms of like ADC versus ADC, it's it's like almost like a lateral move. But from what I understand, Cyclone did do a lot of their shot calling. Mm-hmm. That's what I've heard. I'm not sure if it's true, but uh, I heard that he did a lot of their late game shot calling. So I think whenever you you lose a shot caller like that, it's definitely gonna affect the team, and then someone else has to step in the role and stuff like that. So I would say for like the time being, it kind of hurts the Titans. But then there's also like. There's a reason why they made the change, or whatever. So, and th- there's like internal stuff, maybe I, no one really knows. Mm-hmm. So, it, it's kind of a kind of like hard to tell. But for the Scarabs, I actually think it's a huge upgrade, just because um I think Jark is like really insane at ADC. Yeah, and, and I think Heroin is also a good like communicator slash like team leader slash maybe even shot caller, which I think the Scarabs sort of needed like some direction when it came to that kind of stuff. So. Mm-hmm. I think it could end up being good for both teams, honestly.
1: Yeah, I think that that's very, very likely uh to happen, which is which is not always the case with uh with roster changes where a, a player leaves but uh one team, but I think it could be the same. Uh Barrow same same question to you, starting with the Titans, uh mm-hmm. what what were your thoughts on that?
0: Uh I mean obviously same as Baskin. I think it's a internal change because i don't think it was based off of his performance Mm -hmm. i mean i don't think spinner has had like his best year ever by any means but i don't think that he was the reason they were like losing games or even close to that like i still think he's an insanely good player and obviously has more like tenure than like most of the people in spl for what to do in like different situations so and I think, as Baskin said, like he was doing a lot of their shot calling and decision making and what they wanted to do map wise. So, losing someone like that, I think it's gonna take Titans a while to recover. I mean, I think it's up to. I think they'll win games if Sot's like doing Sot things, and because mm-hmm. I think on that tier game this past weekend he was just hard. Farmed everyone like he just yep. yeah. he lived forever and then he's just like killing everyone like if if a player or a team's doing that you're not going to lose but right. i think once you have a once you're actually in that even 5v5 space like around fire and around objectives in general or like pushing towers i think it becomes much harder and we did not really get to see like exactly what would happen um if they were in those situations mm-hmm. but i think i think it's going to be Better for Titans some ways and way worse in others. Um Mm -hmm. just because if it was like internal issues or people like not getting along with each other, then that's gonna like immediately remedy it. And I assume Stu is like really good friends with SOT. Um I don't know about the rest of the team, Mm -hmm. but I know he's like boys with SOT, so you have that connection there. Um and then I think the rest of their team's like pretty easy to work with. Mm -hmm. Um so I don't think that'll be an issue, but for as like actual game For what happens on, like, the Battlefield of the Gods, you know? (laughs) Uh, We'll see, like, what happens when Sot's not hard-carrying. Right. Um, And then for Scarabs, I think it is a large increase. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Yark is much better at ADC than he was at support. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, not bashing Yark, I think support's literally the hardest role to swap to. Out of every role, I think support is by far the hardest. Um, Yeah, I probably agree with that. And I think he can or just, just no pick way. up. Really? You don't think so? I think... Yeah, that role this is kind of easy as fuck. <laughs>
2: I would yeah, I would say solo. No way okay. you think it's solo, It's either man. solo or jungle, for sure. I mean, okay, let's be honest, guys. Like Support's probably, like, 5th. in okay. the <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's actually
1: ADC is 5th Uh, for the rest. Okay, yeah, yeah, ADC is probably, Yeah, for sure. Okay, ADC is definitely uh, It's fifth. support and then ADC. No, the reason I think support is harder is because jungle is at least doing the same thing throughout the course of the game right they are they they don't have to do a laning phase supports mm-hmm. have to do a laning phase and then they have to be jungle too like that's kind of what they have to do you have to learn two totally separate things okay that you haven't had to do it whereas will... every other every other role it's just laning phase team fight you have to learn laning phase jungle two, team fight uh, as support it's just an extra factor
2: i mean I don't think just because you have to do different things that makes it that. Like, supports just die in the laning phase, and then they just go jungle, and they die in the jungle. It's like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's
2: like is it really that hard? Like, that
1: is. Okay, okay. That's a good point. That is a good I point. I just
2: like, someone posted a screenshot this past weekend of the games, and like, both supports were like 0 and 5 or something like that. Or like, one support was like 0 and 5, and like, the other one was like 0 and 6 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure they were both having like, decent games. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure, like, I don't know. Like, the role can't be that hard if you spend half the time, like, in the death screen. I don't know. That's just my opinion.
1: Uh-huh. I mean, it requires a, a different skill set, you know? Being willing to die is certainly part of that skill set. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. It. I agree that uh, that Yark, I'm sure, could have been at the level of his ADC uh, at that in support, because I'm just a Yark stan and think that guy is a smite genius. Yeah.
0: Um, but oh, you can't say that Baskin's right here. Like, no,
2: that guy's there...
1: actually
0: cracked. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Listen, there could be multiple multi role prodigies here. Okay. Okay, sorry, sorry. Like, sorry we sorry. got Baskin, we got Spinner, uh-huh. like he's one of them, and we got Yark. Uh mm-hmm. those are those have gotta be three of the best role swappers of all time. Also I have to give shout outs to Twig. Speaking of someone who's willing to die, uh, oh, not true. in support, but in mid. Um but yeah, I think that obviously Yarkin ADC was was one of if not the best ADCs during his like phase what mm-hmm. one phase there uh yeah he was correct so feel like it's good there are you guys surprised at all I mean I don't know anything about the the Scarab's process or anything like that but in this situation you would obviously try out Cyclone Spin if he wants to p- still play you know maybe sp- Cyclone said he wants to take a break, whatever I saw that that is his plan on Twitter. Um, Would you have been interested in just picking up Cyclone? If he is the shot caller for the Titans, which I've also heard, uh, and they need a shot calling voice, I'm a little surprised that, you know, I don't think that the direction they went is bad by any means. Don't get me wrong. I think that it, that it's really solid, but you've got one of the most successful shot callers of all time um in mm-hmm. cyclone spin based on you know record over his time in the spl uh maybe again maybe he didn't want to play um but yeah I, I was a little surprised that it wasn't just a straight up swap uh, if that was the case barra any thoughts on that
0: yeah i kind of thought it was going to be a straight up swap too um i mean obviously i guess their lanes that they're looking at would be like cyclone yark and then like yark hurry Mm-hmm. um I was a little I was I would say like I was like eighty percent surprised that it wasn't a direct swap. Mm-hmm. Um obviously like I love Hurry and I think he's gotten a lot better at support. Mm-hmm. And I think we I think we scrimmed them like the first or second day and yep. he was way better than I thought he would be. Um and I was just really impressed with Hurry's and I think when you have a player that was kicked out of SPL and then coming back in, like the fire they're gonna have in them to practice as hard as they possibly can and be the best that they possibly can i think that's kind of like unrivaled mm-hmm. um and i think that him and sam are like really good friends as well mm-hmm. so i think that they'll work together a lot and like feed off of each other and it could be like they don't think that they would have gotten along with spinner or meshed as well like even if like the shot calling is that different you know sure um they might have not thought about that either. Uh yeah, I I, I don't know how good they would have been with Spinner. Uh, I I think it's just like a question mark either way, I in for me. Sure. Like picking up Yark Hurry or like Spinner Yark.
1: Yeah. Basket, I mean you teamed with Hurry not too long ago. Uh that was what, end of season seven?
2: Yeah, season seven.
1: Um, the that you joined United pretty late. Uh do you think that he can be I mean it's pretty clear just from the outside looking in that the Scarabs have really lacked direction um as a team since this phase started and since they made all the all the roster changes and all that kind of stuff do you think that he's the 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 right type of player for them to pick up even if he is in a role that he hasn't played in the SPL previously
2: um yeah, I think so. Well, when when I teamed with them, Hurry was mid obviously, mm-hmm. but support's a, a way more like proactive role and like a way more like vocal role and Hurry is definitely a vocal player. I also think like uh Sam isn't like the most like talkative of junglers. Mm-hmm. Um like just from what I've heard. Uh and I think that just it's it's just super important to have a very vocal player in like one of your roaming roles like support or jungle, you know? Mhm. So yeah. I think that's definitely a step in the right direction for them.
1: Yeah, I think that, I mean, they, they won, they beat the Valks, uh, which mm-hmm. was, what, their first win of the of the phase, I believe? Yeah. Um, yep. So automatically, got to say that they're playing better um, based off of that alone. Uh, but, you know, I think that, the the it's interesting to me um i I tweeted about it as well right after this roster change but i'm very interested in what stew is going to do and how much of a focal point he's going to be for the titans because um i i say this not specifically to stew in any way because i am a stew believer don't anybody tell sino i said that uh i'm I'm a student (laughs) believer i think that he's really good um and i think that he's going to have a chance to really like pop off and show off during the titans uh pretty likely worlds run that they'll that they will almost certainly go on based on their roster uh but i think it is easy to stand out at times especially as a player who if you haven't watched SCC or anything like that, you might not have been familiar with Stu. And then he walks in in this carry role and looks like he can carry games on a team that isn't very successful all the time. And I think that it is, you know, there will be a lot. Stu has had a lot of games that have been pretty rough uh, on the Scarabs. And that is very normal for a team that is not doing consistent winning uh, for all of your players to have a lot of games where they look pretty rough Um I just think that sometimes in the past, players over or players are overrated because they've only ended up on team. They've only been on teams that don't see a lot of success, and they have the occasional good game, and then everyone thinks that they just you know they're being held back by their team. They just need a shot, all that kind of yep. stuff. Uh, again, I'm not saying that as an indictment on Stu. He can only play with the teams that he can play on. This is his big opportunity, but I do think that I am definitely going to be watching what Stu does on an individual level now that there is a higher level of expectation for what that team is going to do. Uh, Baskin, do, do you agree with the uh, the overall sentiment that sometimes players uh, on bad teams get a little overhyped because of the occasional good game? Mm,
2: yeah, I mean, I, I do agree with that, kind of, like... But I also think that I mean I've been playing against Stu for a long time because he was in the SEC when I was in the SEC, mm-hmm. and then obviously this split. Um, I, I I actually think that guy is like super insane individually. I don't know how his like comms are and everything like that. And and like I said before, like Cyclone's a shot caller. I'm not sure if he is, but he he is like really insane like individually.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, I definitely don't disagree. Uh, just I, I I always get excited whenever. I get excited for two reasons. Whenever a player from a lower end team joins a higher echelon team. And it's number one that I'm excited that a player is getting that type of opportunity, even if their team hasn't seen success, that, that their talent is being recognized. And number two, it's because it's a, it's a different type of pressure and a different type of environment. And it just gives you a more holistic and complete view of that player and who they are as as a as mm-hmm. you know a teammate and as a player and all that kind of stuff. Barra your thoughts? Mm-hmm.
0: I think it goes both ways, where he can be having a worse game but look really good mm-hmm. because his front line's making like infinite room, and then I think it can also be the way that y- you described it, where he can be playing like better, but it's just like, oh, that's just expected now, mm-hmm. and like that's like the standard what he should be doing. Um, but I think, I mean, on on that roster, I think it's just down to tournament time. Yeah. Because I don't think they were ever really like that crazy during normal splits. I mean, I think they were like top four, but I don't think they were like hard winning yep. Yep. until like tournament time. And then I think Spinner and Paul as a backline together is like one of the most mechanically cracked backline shot calling beast that you could ever have Mm -hmm. so i think we'll have to wait until like everything's like on the table um to see what actually happens i don't think the normal phase really matters too much for this phase um yeah
1: yeah i mean fall is definitely like when the fall split is when things start really coming together and you're looking for those players who can be a big uh a big factor um in your team and speaking of fall and factor now that <laughs> fall is officially here uh and with a new season comes a new routine especially for Stu. Uh, but if you're like me you get sick of the same old same old day after day luckily factors ready to eat meal delivery makes it easy to switch things up with 30 plus meal choices per week 36 plus weekly add-ons and an option to add protein to select vegan or veggie meals each week And whether I'm out and about all day or just cozying up at home, Factor's fresh, never frozen meals make it easy to fuel up fast with meals delivered ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. This is an honest to God, true story. The other day, Lermy and I were talking while doing some work stuff and she was like, hey, uh, don't you guys have like a Factor sponsorship? I was thinking about trying like Factor. Did you get to try any? And I said, I did. And I am 100% telling you, even if you use another, like, discount code or whatever, which obviously no one should, uh, 100%. That, that it is actually really good. Uh, I am not kidding. These meals are legitimately delicious. I thought about them today and how I need to place another order because uh, I was hungry and we hadn't gotten a chance to go grocery shopping and instead got some, like, crappy McDonald's and was like, this sucks. Oh. Uh, it sucked. It didn't taste good. Didn't feel good. And I had to, like, drive in the middle of my day. It's only five minutes away, but you got to, like, go drive and then come back. That's another
0: thing about hitting 30, by the way. If you eat something that's bad, oh, God. you feel bad. You feel oh, so
1: no. bad, dude. That's probably why I feel like crap tonight, man, is that I, my? I just had, probably, like, a, a crappy lunch. That'll really do it. But, yeah, tons of different options with Factor. Uh, vegan, veggie. Uh, they can do things like keto, uh calorie smart and they're all chef crafted dietitian approved recipes that you'll look forward to every single time so it saves you time saves you effort i'm not doing dishes in the middle of the day so quit asking i'm never cooking my own lunch it absolutely will not happen uh, <laughs> but i can microwave a little thing and have a really delicious healthy meal uh, ready to go for me so head on over to go.factor75.com backliners sixty and use code backliners60 to get you guessed it 60% off your first box that's code backliners60 at go.factor75.com/backliners60 zero, to get 60% off your first box big thanks to factor did you guys know that i took um you know part of my uh on camera broadcasting degree i had to take uh radio uh, i took a class on voiceover reads and radio ads and all that kind of stuff and uh 60 is a is a word is the type of word that i always got in trouble uh with that i never really got over Um, my my enunciation uh, yes 60 is a tough word to not make it sound like you're saying 6d right like the letter d Mm -hmm. i I have you have to really over enunciate the t and that's just not how i naturally yeah. pronounce it i it's heard tough. you
0: say that and i was like that sounds weird i feel like you're like forcing it i have
1: to in order to make sure that every no one's trying to go to backliner you know go.factor75.com slash backliners 6d like it's their uh-huh. like it's their seat on a flight or something like that you know <laughs> the number 60 yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, 16 I yeah that.
1: i gotta get back on my on my enunciation grind that's uh that's really that's really falling off
0: that's a grind that you have
1: no um <laughs> <laughs> uh the, the last thing i wanted to talk about in regards to this roster change there's a lot of hoopla uh insert spongebob reference here about how the scarabs are a quote-unquote feeder team to the rest of the spl and that you uh you know there were some posts on the subreddit and some discussion on Twitter and all that kind of stuff about how it's it's a real shame that uh, the Scarabs roster keeps getting blown up and uh, and how there should be roster locks in the in the middle of phases and all that kind of stuff in order to stop players getting poached. Yeah, that was the word poached uh, from this roster. And I had you know I can't read anything without immediately developing a strong opinion, so you, uh-huh. you shouldn't be surprised that that I had a strong opinion about this, but. I just don't. I truly and legitimately do not understand how anyone who isn't a diehard Scarabs fan could get upset and think that roster, roster locks in the middle of the phase uh, or in the middle of the season or anything like that. There are roster locks towards the end of the year, don't get me wrong, but that it is an injustice what has happened to the solar scarabs look don't get me wrong it sucks for them that they have made so many roster changes a lot of them it's not even like even
0: close to the same team that it was
1: it isn't yeah it just isn't and that's and that's unfortunate for them and you've and i feel for them uh it makes it hard to to get better and grow as a team and as individuals Uh, i'm not disputing that but if Teams that are struggling can't be picked up... If players on teams that are struggling can't be picked up by better teams in that year, that loses a whole aspect, in my mind, of motivation for those players to keep playing their best and trying their hardest to win individually. Because players' individual brands, quote-unquote, their stock as players among the rest of the league is all of their value. Like, right? If you if you want to look at what makes players get picked up, I kind of consider that player stock. And playing well on a bad team is the only way to raise your stock if your team isn't winning. So if you're on a team that you're killing it and everyone else stinks, but you're stuck there for the rest of the year, it's really hard to keep trying your absolute hardest to win all the time and, and giving it your all and all that kind of stuff and it's like well i got you know in 10 months i'm going to be talking to other people who might want me on their roster like that yes, just mm-hmm. seems so soul killing to me it's unfortunate for the scarabs don't get me wrong but i think this is this is the system working as intended it shouldn't be it, everyone just viewing it as a punishment for the scarabs that scream and Stu uh got poached by other teams i view it as those two being rewarded for their good play on a team that didn't consistently see success uh and i just don't i just don't understand another way to view it um and i wanted to get your your perspectives as players barry you can go ahead first
0: all right it's a team that's lost to two sec teams that lands back to back so, and everyone it,
1: will say it's because they lot, you know, they made roster changes, all this kind of stuff. It is like it's not, that's not how it works, right? Like,
0: yeah, you should still be able to beat an SEC team as an SPL team. Like, it, I don't know, it's just that's just such a bad take, and it's just like a copium take. I think like, oh, if these guys had stuck together for the whole year, they'd be so much better now. Yep. But we don't know the inner workings of the team. We don't know, like, how they talk to each other, if they're enjoying their time on the Scarabs, if they're enjoying being on the bottom, like, two or three, like, wherever they are on the ladder. And, I mean, if I was a player on the Scarabs, I would be looking to join on their team. That's just... It is what it is. And I don't think... I think at this point of the Scarabs, I don't know if people would leave to other teams because, like I said earlier, it's literally a completely different team. Like, that mm-hmm. team on paper should be good. Yeah, And they should be able to at least break into like top five in my opinion but with how stacked spl is right now it's like is that all it takes like you just need like a good roster on paper which in my opinion is what they have Mm -hmm. and it's it's much more about like how you work together and etc etc but i i just think that's such a bad take for like people leaving the roster on one of the worst teams like that if anything like that should be a blessing that they're not on that anymore and I'm not, like, roasting scares, but, like, as a player, you wouldn't want to be on the bottom team. That's just it. That's, you just get, like, this, like, scarlet letter, basically. Mm-hmm. You're just tagged with that. And once you leave, like, look at what happened to Scream. Like, Scream immediately started popping off. Look at what's going to happen to Stu. Like, it, I don't know. It's just, that's such a bad take.
1: It, yeah, I think that people get so wrapped up in the identity of the team that mm-hmm. they forget that these individuals, you know, obviously you want your team to win when you're on it. Like no one's trying. You know, I'm not saying that players should try and stat pad on bad teams because they won't win anyways. Like that's 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 not the point. And I don't think that anybody does that. Players are able to tell who's playing well and who isn't individually, even if the rest of the yep. team isn't isn't playing well. Right. Like how many times d- during the Valkyries not winning at the very beginning of the year. Did you know I would talk to other players and we'd come on this podcast and be like, Yo, they're not winning, but Kirmi is like really popping off and he's going one in five every game, right? But Kirmi is get his stock among other players, which is all that matters, by the way, is going up because he's playing well on a team that isn't winning. Uh, and that is important because if a team needed a jungler they might call Kirmi, and that is good for him. Is it bad for the Valks? Probably. But teams are just a combination of five players. So you want the things that are good yep. for all the players so that the event, it is good for the teams. Uh, it's just, like, broken down a little bit differently. I don't know. Baskin, how do you feel about it?
2: I mean, yeah, I agree with what you guys are saying. I was a little confused, like, what people were upset at, like, when the – when the news first broke and like, like people were complaining on Twitter, I didn't really read too much into it, but like, well, who were people mad at? Like, were they mad at like Stu for joining or were they mad? No, at the, They for... were
1: just mad that the Scarabs could get the short end of the stick like this. Um, is like they, I don't, you know, they were mad at the, the system that enables a team to get their players taken over and over and over again. Uh, and it, uh, they, they, yeah. the general sentiment, I, I, th- what I gathered at least was that it, this system prevent. they felt like this system had prevented a Scarab's team that had a ton of potential from realizing that potential is what they thought. Um, I look This isn't even the same Scarabs team, so I guess I can just go, like, nuclear on the old team. It isn't even really nuclear. That team, if they had stuck together, the team that went to, what, semis last year. Oh, Oh, yeah. It it wasn't happening this year, right? Like, using the eye test and how they played early, uh, losing SOT, and how they were playing they lost to two SCC teams as Vera said like i I don't yes uh, the four of those five players made it to made it deep in worlds the year before then they lost to an SCC team and were like seventh 8th seed and not playing well all year uh scream was playing well enough to deserve to get picked up for on another team that's good for scream uh that's this it if Scream had stayed on that roster, that team would not have finished semifinals at Worlds this year. Like, let's just... It, it, Scream could have been there all year. They wouldn't have, you know? Like, it, it's just so... I, because we can't definitively say it, it opens the this Pandora's box of, well, what if they got hot again? And it's like, yeah, we could keep mm-hmm. rolling a, a D1 million and hope I get a 1 million. Or we can face the facts and realize that this team wasn't playing well, and that everyone should just do whatever is best for them. And it isn't the the system screwing over the team. It's the te- if if they were if they were playing well enough, Scream wouldn't have left. You know, like yeah, it's that I simple. Uh, yeah. You got to let the players do what's best for them individually. And if the system doesn't let players do what's best for them, then it's not going to be uh, a successful system, in my opinion.
2: Agreed. Yeah, like Scream. I mean. Like, you don't see players leaving, like, the Kings or, like, the Dragons or whatever. Like, I don't know. Players want to be on good teams. And I feel like the only time roster locks should really be instated are, like, towards the very, very ends of, like, the seasons. Yep. Like, around land time, pretty much. But other than that, yeah, I I don't really know why people are upset. This has also happened a bunch of times, right? Yeah. Before?
1: This happens a lot Like, I don't know
2: why this was the time that people chose to get upset about, like, roster locks and stuff. Maybe just because Scarab's, like it's the same team I mean, they that are keeps kind of like a too. feeder team kind yeah. of yeah
1: yeah i mean look yeah. if you, if i was a huge scarabs fan i would be frustrated too and i have empathy for those people um but you just can't do it and and billy in the chat says you would have like you could have said that last year and then they went crazy in worlds and that and that's just it yes that is obviously the case but they shouldn't just count on hoping to go crazy at worlds time every year it's just like S K P K those back to back years they won back to back worlds,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and still look look at the way that they got into worlds. Look at the way that they played at worlds. They end up winning, but let, if you look at it, you know it's a lot of like comebacks in series, comebacks in individual games, and that is not the ideal situation. Just because it works out doesn't mean that it was the best idea to begin with you know it's it's using yep. it, results-based thinking is not gonna is not gonna get you what you want all the time uh and i think that could they have gone crazy yeah we could have again rolled the big dice and see what it came up with and maybe they would have all had great performances um or they could try and be on teams that Including on the Scarabs, by the way. Again, if they're playing well enough, no one will leave. Uh, and I know that it's hard to play well enough when you're losing your players, but this is what teams go through. It's just a little bit of a stretch of bad luck for the Scarabs. Uh, and they'll they'll get their roster set for, for the remainder of this year, and they'll get their roster set next year, and they can see what happens, you know? Uh,
0: it just seems so weird to blame the rules and not the players.
1: Yeah like
0: yeah. if you're if the team wants to stay together they're going to stay together if they don't want to stay together if someone's going to get poached they're going to get, i don't i don't see how this is a rules
1: issue like yeah. i genuinely don't yeah. it just
0: doesn't make sense that people are mad at the rules and not the people leaving the team
1: yeah i don't know i'm i'm getting not saying you should go
0: hate on like no of course not scarabs they just no of course not genuinely doesn't make sense to like pitchforks in hands like chasing the rules around like you're to blame for this right it just doesn't make sense
1: exactly and I, i know i'm getting debated here by chat and i apologize for it but uh someone said is consistency then consistency is the best even if you don't win the big prize no, you obviously want to win the big prize. You just want to make it as easy as possible <laughs> to win the big prize, and the best way to do that is by playing well all the time. Be- yeah. What? Like, <sighs> okay, sorry, that's my fault. Didn't
2: didn't Sam uh, leave like PK or whatever to join the team that he beat in the finals? Like, yep. Because he thought that they were a more consistent, better overall team, even though they yep. they did beat them in the finals. Yep. Even though I mean, it did end up like not working out, or whatever, because uh, the they repeated or whatever, but still.
1: Yeah, I mean. The, the idea of wanting your player stock to to be as high as possible will mean that team turnover is higher. In in all, like, there are very few instances where I feel like that's a bad thing, you know? The, look, look at this offseason, in between season eight and nine, compared to in between season seven and eight, right? Yeah, it was brewing the whole time. Like, well, yeah, it was brewing the whole time. But season seven, but see, in, like offseason between seven and eight, fans loved that, as they should. Like, that's the stuff, you know? That's the fun part. That's the yep. – it, it gets you excited to watch the new year and all that kind of stuff. Very few changes coming into this offseason, and everyone was saying it was boring, it was resident sleeper, same teams, all that kind of stuff. That's when team stock is, you know, if you want teams to be consistent – then it's not going to be as exciting. Uh, the it's more exciting when lots of shakeups happen. Uh, I think it's just better um, as a viewing experience. As a as a I mean I've gone on at, on at length in the past about how roster changes I think are almost always a net positive. Uh, that if you're on a team with the same players for two years and you can trade, you can give up a player and get a player who's the exact same skill level has it, it's literally the exact same player it's their twin uh but they were just on a different team for the last two years that is good for you because it is making you resolidify your ideas it's challenging it's another it, it, it's just another way to challenge how you've been doing things and and reconsider all that and make sure that you are all on the same page i think that that's always beneficial for a team um almost always beneficial of course it isn't like that in reality because players aren't literally the exact same player, but I think that I've made my point. Um, So yeah, I I just don't understand that, that whole aspect of it. Uh, But you know, Twitter's going to Twitter, Reddit's going to Reddit. I'm going to get on a soapbox on my podcast. Um, All of Mm -hmm. these things are as guaranteed as uh, the sun rising in whatever direction it rises in and setting in the other direction that it doesn't rise in
0: <laughs> well done
1: thank you yep and that's and that is my monologue uh for for the episode um all right let me start pulling up some random questions of the week but baskin i think uh you had something that you wanted to talk to bear about but you wanted to do it here in public oh, is yeah. that is that the yeah. case oh
2: yeah I, I have a question for you barrel what type of mm. a wireless provider do you use <laughs>
0: I use Mint Mobile. basket. why are
2: you? Wait, like Mint Baskin. Mobile.
0: Yeah, Mint. No mobile. way.
2: Yeah, I use Mint. Did you know that for anyone who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just fifteen bucks a? Wait, Wait, I... Wait fifteen is that right? bucks? That's 15 gotta bucks be right. I thought I read it wrong, but it's actually right. It's actually fifteen bucks a month. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whenever you, whenever, whether you're buying from one or a family, and at Mint, family starts at two lines. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com/backliners. That's mintmobile.com/backliners. One more time, that's mintmobile.com/backliners. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com/backliners.
1: What can't he do, ladies and gentlemen? Unbelievable.
0: It won't pick up my clapping uh, unless they talk.
1: There you go. Yeah, it really won't. Unbelievable, Baskin. Well done again, mintmobilecom slash uh, That that was that <laughs> was very well you. done. That was. Uh, I I will say that. As you were saying, ship straight to your door for free. I was taking a sip out of my water and my brain went, <laughs> do a spit take. Just spit it out. <laughs> like, And I really thought about doing it, but it would have gone all over my monitor and it would have not been worth it at all. But well, uh, well done there. Okay. Uh, again, getting our random questions of the week from our patreon discord big shout outs to all of our patrons uh for helping support the show if you want to uh, help support us uh here on the backliners the best way to do so is uh to either use any of our sponsor links which again for this episode are factor at go.factor75.com backliners60 uh, to get 60% off your first box Uh, betterhelp.com backliners to get 10% off your first uh, few months at betterhelp and uh, mintmobile.com slash backliners for premium minor service for 15 bucks a month or holy by going to that was all off the top of the dome i think i got them all right i hope nice. i did uh to going to patreon.com slash backliners uh you get to be a part of our community discord we're going to go hang out there right after the show barra and i to shoot the breeze with the gang and all that kind of good stuff um and you get to uh Suggest your random questions of the week, which we definitely uh, appreciate. So we're starting with Seafog, who I believe got this in um, a little bit uh, after our show last week. What is a hobby you want to get into or have recently gotten into? This is a good question, Seafog. Baskin, any, any new hobbies for you?
2: Mm, not any new hobbies. Um, one hobby that I kind of want to get into, uh, I was talking to Ron, Ron Jobert, about it a little bit, mm. would be like some sort of like martial arts training because I think it's a really good way to like stay in shape, and yeah, that's
1: and a, also that's a it's,
2: it's 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 a pretty popular thing nowadays. Like a lot of people are like picking it up. Like a couple people I knew in uh, college started picking it up like recently, so mm. good way to stay in shape. Yeah, that's you hear that, that Baron? Do in Sounds the future. cool
1: he's yeah. gonna he's gonna fold you in half if you tell him anything about <laughs> you better never anything get face. sold again yeah seriously <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna be rough i uh i took taekwondo as a kid uh because oh. my uncle is oh. a taekwondo uh black belt and instructor um god damn and it was fun uh i that's definitely great. did not take it any type of seriously because i was like 11 uh mm. but i remember enjoying it i think it would be actually very himself, like, uh, like do you
2: do. know how to like kick someone
1: um yep you use your foot <laughs> wow, <laughs> yeah. that one's for free that's a little taekwondo <laughs> tip for you right there uh that down. no i really do think that like i th- i haven't thought about my like taekwondo classes at all as an adult it literally has not crossed my mind since i was like 14 when i stopped but i really do feel like you know it's a lot of um uh like routines and just you know going through uh I don't want to, I'm going to end up using the wrong word here, but your forms and all that kind of stuff. And it's just like, you know, a a certain sequence of kicks and punches and turns and all that kind of stuff. And I do feel like that would be really, um, grounding in a way, like as an adult, I have a new, I have an appreciation for it that I never even, you know, as a kid, I'm just like a spaz. I just want to like kick blocks of wood and all that kind (laughs) of stuff. But like, I could really understand now what it, it was, what it was trying to do, which was, uh, and still like, it's like a meditation, but it's active for your body at the same time. You know, mm-hmm. your, bo- your mind gets, dude, that's a really good one Baskin. I'm like, in, I'm into that idea as well. Yeah. All of a sudden I won't do it, but you know, that's how I you
2: should talk to was. Ron about it. Cause he, he recently picked it up and that's really kind of got me thinking about it. Yeah. That
1: makes sense. Cause he was just here two weekends ago and he kicked the ever loving crap out of me. <laughs> what <laughs> can you imagine if that's true? If, if Ron just like was uh, at my house and beat the crap out of me and I was like, Oh, that, that would make sense. Uh, Bear, how about a hobby for you?
0: Uh, I don't know if this counts, but like running, like long. Yeah, that's a, that's one. I uh, I don't know if that like actually a hobby. That's definitely a hobby. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, but I used to run across country when I was younger and had to quit every year due to like my knees or hips. And mm-hmm. I would like to be able to run long distances and not have you know knee and hip pains. So yeah, there I, uh, Bear, I, I do have some. That.
1: Bad news for you. Mm, Yeah, do you have a time machine? (laughs) Yeah, you might have to get into the hobby of turning back time before you end up getting to do that one without pain.
0: First up is like running like three feet, you know? Okay. If I can do that and then I can move it to four feet the next day, five feet. And then I'm running a mile in like a very long time, actually. A very, very long time so maybe not running maybe i have to increase a little quicker um we actually i think we have had this question before and my old answer was carpentry but my new answer mm. is running
1: okay that's uh, a little a little easier to do i think mm-hmm. uh, a lot Thank less you. tools yeah so for me um i want to get back into playing guitar i took guitar lessons when i was younger i did really like it but i didn't um again have any type of discipline or consistency um and my poor guitar teacher wanted to teach me all the fundamentals and i was like i just want to learn how to play this song and i'd make him listen to a song on my ipod and then he would (laughs) write it out and help me play it for an hour and then i'd come back the next week and he'd be like cool did you practice i'd be like nope but i want to learn this song this week (laughs) Uh, and that's how that went for over a year um wow but i do want to get back into it uh who knows if i will end up doing so also uh tufting where joe and i went to a tufting place that's how you make rugs um, oh. and you use a tufting oh. gun and it was unbelievably fun. And in a fit of pure, uh, absolute lack of self-control, um, we did buy a tufting gun on Amazon, uh, and it is in our house. We have none of the other materials. Um, oh.
0: <laughs> but, but you have the gun. Wait, we have the, you gun. Got the gun. <laughs> it's the only
1: gun I own. Uh, and I'm happy, uh, with it. Uh, so yeah, it'll, once we get that stuff, people are going to be getting a lot of rugs from us for Christmas and that kind of stuff. That's uh that's all we're going to be making. I, Dude. It was actually I, so fun though.
2: What's like the max size rug you can make with that.
1: Uh, it uh, it. Whatever. As big as the canvas you can Unlimited? Like, yeah. It's unlimited. It's literally just oh, like really? a way of, it's just how it inserts the, the, the thread basically to like do okay. it. Um, I think I, there's, there's a tweet on my Twitter, uh, where you can see like a quick video of me doing it, but it was really fun. Um, Highly recommend this place, Barry, since, since you're local. Great, great date, day or night activity for you and Destiny is to just go make a rug at this place. It was very fun. What's the name of it? Um, i don't know i don't want to like dox them on on our podcast oh, oh yeah uh, i'll, yeah, uh, so I'll so let yeah, you know yeah, afterwards, but yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah okay. it was a good time um okay next up is hero uh hero or hero asks if you were to become a professional player in a game other than smite or if you would want to do game design uh rude that you assume that i couldn't become a pro gamer but correct hero uh for another video game what would it be and why we've definitely had this one before but always uh, a happy you know we've been doing this for so long like at this point we should definitely be going over old ones uh bera but yours might be different now based on the conversation that i saw uh you having in our patreon discord earlier today
0: yeah so i'd use my time machine and uh go back (laughs) and uh play halo in the golden days of halo In Mm. halo 2 and halo 3 Mm. uh if it had to be right now would probably just be like Dota or something like that, because I think there's like You're so of money. greedy.
1: This guy's greedy.
0: Well, I mean I'm kidding, by the way, this is a good thing I think insight. you get like millions if you place like eights, so that's cool. I don't yeah. think you actually get millions, but it's it's a lot of money either way. Um or like league or something. I don't know if League would or League would be like more stressful. Actually, no 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 no, no. Apex. It would be Apex, hundred percent.
1: Mm. Okay, fair enough. Uh Baskin, how about for you?
2: Um, from the pro player side of things, I would definitely pick probably Valorant or mm-hmm. a recent one is uh, Overwatch 2, which I've been playing a lot recently. It's super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know you've been playing a little bit, Aggro, right? Yeah, a little bit. A
1: little yeah.
2: bit. I, yeah. I played Overwatch 1 when it first came out, but for some reason, it's it wasn't as fun as Overwatch 2, but Overwatch 2 is like super fun. And I would definitely just pick like, uh, if I were to go pro in another video game, I would definitely pick some type of shooter because i think that like every like fps uh has like so much like transferability i guess you could say to like other mm-hmm. fpss like mm-hmm. if you watch any of these like pro shooter players play any other FP- any other like big fps game they're just automatically insane at it and mm-hmm. i think that's pretty cool
1: yeah i think those are i think those are solid um for me i'm definitely far too washed to ever be a pro in any game um except for maybe uh magic um i really like uh the competitive side of card games even though it isn't you know always all skill because card games have so much inherent rng but um i do find the process of testing for a magic tournament and all that kind of stuff to be very fun um so yeah i would say magic actually now that's an easy one for me um and then hero also asks oh well, i don't have an answer for this off the top of my head uh if you were to own your own esports organization what would you call it i feel like there's something that
0: Oh, that's a hard question it's mm. so hard yeah this is an impossibly hard question because i think a lot of the top ones are like renowned at this point and coming up with a name or like a one or two word name that is as catchy as that off the top of my head it's kind of
1: i feel like Hiru or hero i apologize if i've been saying your name incorrectly i feel like they are starting an esports organization and they're looking to us for <laughs> ideas in this situation <laughs> okay you know well,
2: one thing I would do, or I, I wouldn't do, is there's a lot of esports orgs that have like, like, like Team Liquid or like Face Clan, or like Team Envy. You know, I wouldn't mm-hmm. put like Team or like Clan or like Gaming in any mm-hmm. of in, in my name at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I think like a name like Fnatic or like Cloud Nine. Yeah, like that's it's just cleaner. You know, they are
1: clean yep, for sure. Yeah, yes. no chance I'm ever putting Clan in my esports. <laughs> yeah, that's by far the worst.
2: Yeah, that's um, definitely the worst. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, never in a million years it, it, you know i can i can live with gaming i don't love team uh but yeah clan never happened to be
0: fair years. i'm looking it up they were established 2010 for phase clan that was back when like clans were cool
1: nope and you still all, lame like, have... still <laughs> they dude Bro, cl- phase clan was God a tag phase good phase clan bad it's Pretty simple fair. like fair
0: but, but I will say that is when clans were cool.
1: Yep, and it was still bad, even then. So um, Yeah, you're just a hater. I, uh, true, I really am. Um, Percy asks, what is your personal favorite SWC so far? Barry, you're banned from saying season one.
0: Bear? Uh Then I'll go with season two.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap, he booms us.
0: Okay, I actually just think that the storylines were just so much better back then. Mm-hmm. With NA versus EU, and I think since we haven't had the the worlds, I mean, they're still like, uh, is there an all EU team, actually?
1: Um, uh, Kings. 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 Well, has, yeah. NA. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I
0: guess that's just true.
1: Um, Warriors. No, Neil. No, Neil. no, no I don't Neil. think so. I think they're all. I think they're all jumbled up.
0: Well, anyways, uh, it's it, it just had so much more storyline and like suspense i felt back then going into worlds events and now i think it's i don't know if i'm like you know i'm <clears throat> getting old but it's well it's just different now with like the you play the same teams like the same like seven teams all year well, i guess not, scared, not uh, <laughs> <they're>, they, <laughs> uh, you play the same or somewhat same teams all year so it's there's no like big suspense or big things i guess Mm -hmm. i don't know not to sound like it's just boring now but it's just it's just a different time
1: yeah i do think that a lot of that feeling is that a lot of you know the recent worlds have been online um Mm -hmm. i do think that this year's worlds i hope is going to re-energize um a lot of the that type of feeling um Mm -hmm. you know sold out crowd and all that kind of all that kind of jazz um i would say for me you know i have a very different perspective uh on the world championships um as being like part of the broadcast for them uh season five i thought was really good i thought that was a really good worlds um you know splices wins about yeah, I don't know yeah, I they really don't. I mean Splice was Splice was really good, but Rival was also really good. You know, energy like losing early was uh was like a big storyline. I mean, obviously they didn't have Yemen and all that kind of stuff, which was really unfortunate. Um, mm-hmm. but dude, remember when Homie Fla Homie Faye played mid for energy at that world, so that was wild. Yep. Um Wait, what? Yeah, yep. because Yemen Yemen uh couldn't come due to some due to some like personal issues. Uh and homie had to step in and he like scrimmed you know on their on eu servers um for a little bit and then he filled in for them at that worlds and actually like played fairly well they didn't do very well the team um i don't know you know that's just such like a mental blow to lose Yemen uh that no one had any expectations for them but yeah homie played mid with that huh. with that team i that, like, completely forgot about that yep still got it somewhat uh, up here uh, up in the <laughs> old iron trap um yeah season five was really good i have really good memories of season five season six i have uh really good memories of having a very competitive uh worlds but it's also very hard for me that set that that finals in particular was very difficult um to cast because of Uh, all of the tech issues at the start um and i literally like can't think about that that world without thinking about having to stall for like almost an hour uh in front of a crowd which is like the Uh, nightmare scenario um at the beginning of a world's final so but i remember that one being very good um so yeah i would say season five or season six though i I don't know I, i can remember really good things about literally every world's much easier for the worlds that are in person because so much of those good memories and and what i enjoyed about them was like the fan interaction and getting to see everybody and all that kind of stuff uh but yeah i could spend like an entire podcast talking about what i remember from all the worlds from like a broadcast perspective and we're already way over time so baskin your uh your your favorite worlds Hmm.
2: I don't know if I have a single favorite. I mean, I am more sentimental towards all the worlds that were at Cobb, um Cobb Energy Center and and the Ren Hotel. Mm-hmm. But from a from a purely like game gameplay uh point of view, uh, I think it was their second run. I think it was PK's second run where literally every single set that they had was just so close and so insane and mm-hmm. like it was just the most nail-biting back and forth like suspenseful like gameplay of smite that I've, I've like ever seen in my life i think it was their second run right where they yep that was season seven finals?
1: yep that was season seven
2: yeah that was actually the craziest run of all time i think they came back like from oh two down like twice or something like that right or, or maybe um,
1: I'm remembering it. they were down oh one i think in quarters or quarters best of fives yeah they were i think they were down oh one and had three phoenixes down and then yeah one Came back, won that set. Then they were down 0-2. Then they were down... Oh, yeah, they were down 0-2. Uh, weren't they down 0-2 against the Dragons in the finals as well? Maybe uh, they won one of them. No, they no, won, actually they think won they were
2: up to. I think they were up to. 0 Oh, and right. And they lost two games. And I remember thinking they're actually about to be
1: reverse swept. And then they won the last one. Man. Well, that was a great... Dude, that world was so crazy. Yeah. I remember that one fun. really well now that now that you're saying it. Because that was the, that was the first COVID year. And we kept being like, dude, just imagine what this would have been like in Cobb or at mm-hmm. DreamHack. Oh, yeah, like dude. what that world, that would have no doubt been the greatest world of all time. Uh, mm-hmm. if 100%. that, if that were in person and, uh, unfortunately, you know, we did not get that, but, uh, that, that's definitely a really good answer that, that world's easy to forget because it was online, uh, and had to be, but man, that was such a crazy world. Um, I've never wanted to hug cherry so bad before yeah that was brutal uh yeah i, I remember so that for him. that was so crazy yeah. i just remember i also remember maybe i'm remembering incorrectly but i'm pretty sure that finch casted every pk set that worlds and we kept joking that because it was going to be his first finals that they were all going to go to five they were all going to be an hour long and that he was going to be completely destroyed by the end of it and then they like all went to five they were all super long and uh he had like an unbelievable performance which is so hard to do without a crowd to like make it feel like it has the same energy as all those other worlds and you know have very fond memories of of casting with him and how well he he casted at that worlds uh which definitely comes to mind pretty quickly um but yeah that'll uh that'll do it again if you want to have your question of the week uh on next week's episode patreon.com slash backliners is the place to go we also have to give a shout out to all of our unreasonably cool people tier uh in the patreon and we have we got a lot of unreasonably cool people here so i'm just gonna blast it real quick we got bio davin uh, or dave i don't i'm a i'm so bad with names why do i do this uh dylan elsa evan hyru or hero jake joseph julian mish orchid seafog silent shadows bataz and Wolock. yeah we got the, we got the gang up here uh, among the patrons thanks uh Thanks everyone for your continued support. Uh, Again, patreon.com slash backliners is the place to go for that. And with that, that'll do it for this week. Um, Off week for the SPL. Uh, So Barry, you and I have to figure out a plan for next week's episode, Um, but we'll we'll figure something out, you know? Yeah. What is that?
0: 759 next
1: week. Yeah. 759 next week, as we typically do. Yes, Gore, you are right. That other semifinal that you and I did was a nuts one. Uh, And that, and that was a really fun one as well. Good. eye. Baskin, thanks for coming on. Uh, We'll catch you guys next week. Thanks out. Thanks to all the sponsors, Prediction, check out all their shows, all that kind of good stuff. We're way over time. We're heading over to the, the Patreon Discord right now uh, to go hang out, and we'll catch you guys there. But, Bera, you know what to do. Bye. Uh, clean. Oh my, oh, my gosh, that was so clean. Nicely oh, done. That Nicely was clean. Done.